2: Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get
3: started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This, WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download episodes at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash press this. So welcome everybody to Press This. In this episode, co-host Stephen Word and I will discuss advanced WordPress for digital marketers. Stephen, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you, David. Happy New Year, everyone. All right. Now, for those of you that don't know or remember, Steven uh, is a, a WordPress core contributor I work with here at WP Engine. So, Steven, today's topics are going to be a little boring for you, uh, being an advanced WordPress developer.
4: Uh, actually, no, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that we're going to be discussing is even even with the exposure, I think it's always good to have a refresher to bring up, and then there's a few uh, new things that come up all the time, so not at all.
3: Yeah, I think that's funny as I went out of my career and kept going to these conferences and going to sessions and I would learn lots and lots of things. And over time, I would learn less and less, but I would still walk away with one or two tips. So I think it's interesting even being a technical person listening to tips designed for non-technical users, you can still grab things you might not have been aware of or get a refresher. But I think the other side to this is as an advanced WordPress developer, a lot of the times folks kind of lose sight of, well, hey, there are these non-technical users who might need tips and techniques that could be beneficial for them. And you know, a lot of advanced WordPress people work in a freelance capacity or in an agency capacity or even in-house. You need to train non-technical users on what to do to keep their websites maintained. So I think for everyone listening today, if you're a non-technical user, tons and tons of great material in here. But even if you're a highly advanced WordPress developer, there's going to be things in here you might not we're aware of or might need a refresher on. But again, just a talk track that you can use to share with others. And really, that's going to be the focus of today's episode. How can we um, manage the sites that we are effectively manage the sites that we run? Um, how can we make sure they're secure? how can we make sure they're fast, and how can we deal with managing lots of sites at the same time? What are the right things to do, and what are the tools in which to use them? So that's what we're going to be talking about here today on today's episode. Steven, does that sound good to you?
4: Yeah, that sounds perfect. I think you, you absolutely hit the nail on the head, Is it, it, he's taking the user into account, even as uh, someone who's been working, uh, you know, as you said, like a, in an advanced capacity for quite some time. Um, I think scale also speaks a, a lot there to where... You know, sometimes maybe the way that you know how to do it best uh, can't be applied to if you're managing 100 sites in like
3: an agency capacity. Ah, yes. Completing the task versus, versus completing it well and making it future-proof. Uh, definitely have some tips that we'll focus on that today. So, cool. So, we're going to jump right in, again, talking about advanced WordPress management for digital marketers and non-technical users. So, we did an episode like this back in August and have um, got some updated tips um, off of some of the stuff we talked about back then and some things that have changed. Things change all the time in WordPress, as, as you all know. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of those things today. So the first thing I wanted to cover in today's episode was picking plugins. That is a topic that quite a few people have talked about. Stephen, off the top of your head, you want to just rattle off some of the, the key parts on WordPress.org that people should look at when they're picking a plugin? Like what sections should they look at?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I would always look for is, you know, adoption numbers are always great, um, which is, you know, kind of given off in the in the right rail of uh, WordPress.org when you're looking at something. Um, generally, if it has a large number of adoption and a good rating, um, that's a good indicator. Uh, but more importantly, in some of the things that go under the radar, um, I also like to take a look at the support request tab um, to see if the developers are having active conversations uh, with their community when there's a problem. Is it getting addressed? Um, When is the last time the plugin was updated is also a good marker. Um, Plugins should be updated at at minimum uh, at least once per WordPress major version.
3: Awesome. Awesome. So if you've been in WordPress a while, those are pretty standard how to pick a plugin tips. But I wanted to cover a couple of areas, I think. A lot of people don't really pay attention to. So you mentioned, you know, how many uh, versions of the, how many plugins, how often is the plugin used? How many installs does it have? Are they supporting the plugin? These are kind of the standard tips. But once you download that plugin, there's other things you can also look at. Um, There's a popular service called WPScan that will help you search for vulnerabilities within a plugin. Maybe the the plugin has a security vulnerability that could leave your site open to hacking. That won't necessarily be reflected in the support forum or in the number of installs that you find on WordPress.org. So use WP scan to search for vulnerabilities within a plugin. Um, you can also do things like linting. Um, Steven, you're you're the developer on the show here. Why don't you describe what linting is? And uh, talk about your favorite tools for checking linting and um, a little bit about what XWP is up to on this front as it relates to plugins.
4: This has actually been a really, really exciting past six months around this topic. Um, so, for the non technical user, uh, linting is basically an, an automated way of doing uh, a code review. Um, so when you have a, a linting process or a linting application as part of your workflow, um, you can look at a plugin and a series of rules will be checked by an automated system to look for things like coding standards, um, you know, are there potential security vectors in the plugin or your theme? Uh, but basically it's a programmatic way to check code by code. Um, one of the things that XWP, a, a really great agency partner we like to work with here, at WP Engine, has been up to, um, is a project of theirs called Tide. Uh, this was announced just recently at WordCamp US in Nashville. Uh, but it's something they've been up to for uh, about a year. And what they're using is um, they've created a service out of PHP uh, linting application called PHP CodeSniffer. Uh, but they're basically making it to where you can hit an API, um, submit a plugin or a theme, and then it will uh, do that linting process and then return a response to you. What's really cool about this is it allows uh, for like heavy automation and, and checking large numbers of things at once. Um, and the WordPress.org core project noticed this and uh, actually decided to adopt. Tide is part of the project. So coming very soon in 2018, um, WordPress.org will actually be scanning these plugins uh, in the repository uh, using Tide and CodeSniffer and be able to provide kind of a quality metrics around um, are things written to standard,
3: uh, et cetera. Awesome, awesome. So big changes coming to wordpress.org. Check for the Tide scores on the quality of the code within those plugins. Next thing I wanted to talk about was managing lots of different WordPress sites. This is something that comes up a lot. I need to log into all these WordPress administrative interfaces and update all these plugins. And oh my goodness, it's so complicated. Um, I personally like to use platforms like Perfect Dashboard, which gives you a uh, basically a platform for doing things like automatically updating lots of plugins at the same time, WordPress, as well as things like Visual regression testing. So, if you're a non-technical user managing lots and lots of sites, and you're you're not proficient at a CLI and things like that, check out platforms like Perfect Dashboard. Makes it easier to manage manage uh, lots and lots of different sites. Um, another mistake I see a lot of non-technical users making is uh, not using staging. Right? If you've ever heard. Cowboy coding, basically making changes to your code on your live site. Something you definitely, definitely don't want to do, especially when you start thinking about adding plugins or updating WordPress and things like that. You really want to be doing this in a staging environment. Um, Manage hosts like WP Engine, the company we work for, um, they have that kind of baked into the platform. So WP Engine Pagely, people like that will have uh, staging baked in. But if you're on a a cheaper host, that's oftentimes not a feature that's available to you. So if it is not available to you, I typically recommend that you check out a service like WP Stagecoach, which gives you The ability to create a staging copy of your site, so when you're testing an update to a plugin or you're adding a new theme, you don't have to do that on your live site. There is nothing worse than pushing a change live that breaks your website, especially if you don't have things like backups where you can more easily roll back to that previous change. But of course, why even make the mistake? Take it all, test it out in staging with a service like WP Stagecoach. And so um, don't make those changes live on your site. Use a staging service or use staging features within your managed host. So, what we're going to do is bring it back to more tips after this quick break. So, hang tight and we'll be right back.
2: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more. Press this in just a moment. Let's press forward with more Press This only on Webmaster Radio.fm.
3: All right everybody, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Volgapol, and I'm here with co-host Stephen Word. We're talking about advanced WordPress management for digital marketers and non-technical users. And right before the break, we were discussing the benefits of using staging. Um, but prior to that, we were also talking about how to pick a plugin. We were talking about linting and using things like WP Scan to check for security. And um, that actually also got me thinking, well, geez, WP Scan goes a lot deeper than that, right? You can use it to really scan any wordpress oriented php code um and so when you think about your site and picking a plugin, yes you want to run new plugins you pick through wp scan but you also want to run things like plugins that your developers create through through the scanner as well as themes and maybe even your wordpress install um steven you want to talk a little bit more about wp scan and how people can use it um uh, on their sites
4: Sure. I mean, I think one of the things that's really important to keep in mind is is that <clears throat> generally the life of the pieces that, that go to compose a site um, are not always uh, linear or uh, exactly one to one. Like, so for example, um, one site may have you know the latest version of Akismet, uh, but a older version of uh, another plugin, whereas another site will have the same version Akismet and then a different version of that you know secondary plugin. So what you can do is check for things like compatibility, because, uh, you know, in a lot of places, you'll find that uh, one one particular plugin will be compatible with, you know, all 19 plugins that a site may contain. Uh, but in another case, there may be one out of that 19 uh, that causes a problem. Um, I mean, it's not always security related. It's also compatibility related. Um, yeah, using tools like WP Scan are really helpful. Um, it kind of does some of that linting type concept that we were talking about the tide does uh but with more of a
3: focus on security i think the most important question today's show though steven is is it a kismet or a is that what you just said
4: you know i actually don't know the answer to that and it's the uh, most popular plugin in the repo i should probably learn how to pronounce it
3: someone should make a gif about this (laughs) and the proper way to Uh, pronounce it gif i believe yeah yeah yeah. Cool. So another couple of interesting uh, things that come up on the security uh, front that you know uh, non-technical users often kind of struggle with um, are uh, basically hackers guessing your username. There's something called user enum- enumeration um, where people can basically kind of brute force, in a sense, your website and guess your username. One of the security tips with WordPress is change your default username. From admin to something else. Of course, if you change it to something and a hacker can guess, still guess what it is, that's a problem. Um, there's a plugin that I like to recommend called Stop User Enumeration which will help prevent that from happening so if you're trying to keep your username secure as well as your password, check out the plugin Stop User Enumeration, it's a great way to help lock down your WordPress site Um, another question that comes up a lot for me is two-factor authentication Um, if you're not familiar with two-factor authentication it's basically the practice of using for example like your phone to help you log into your website as well as your password, in other words, enter the code from your phone as well as your username and password um, there's a service and a plugin called rublon r-u-b-l-o-n which basically helps you add two-factor authentication to wordpress big 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 security thing um, having two-factor greatly increases the security of your site the most vulnerable vulnerable part of your site the most vulnerable part of any technology stack is the password it's the easiest thing to lose it's the easiest thing that other people can gain you know what gain access to that one thing and they're they're in your system two-factor authentication makes it much harder. They can't just discover your password and have run of your site. They also have to somehow um, basically gain access to your phone and also get the code that's generated there. So check out Rublon, R-U-B-L-O-N for two-factor authentication. Um, next up, I want to talk about speed. Steven, we've talked about PHP 7 on the show quite a bit, haven't we?
4: Yeah, quite a bit. It's been, you know, the the largest performance enhancement that we've seen in the WordPress world in you know, the better part of a decade. So, yeah, we've we put a little focus on that. It's pretty important. <laughs>
3: And the reason why we focus on it so much is so many sites are still running on older versions of PHP. So, once you check what version of PHP your site's running on, the next thing you can do is talk to your host and ask them to move your site, your WordPress site, to a PHP 7, I think the current version is 7.2 compatible server. And that will, uh, there's nothing you can do that'll make your site that much faster overnight in one move. And there probably never will be. Uh, but PHP versioning is super important. For speed, and it's also super important for security. Older versions of PHP are not being patched for their vulnerabilities. And so if you're running older versions of PHP, your site could be vulnerable to attack. Um, also on the speed front, you know, you if you Google, you know, 10 tips for speeding up a WordPress site, there's a million articles out there that'll run through every single little thing to do. Um, but for non technical users, I like to recommend a plugin called WP Rocket. It's a caching plugin similar to W3 Total Cache, which I know a lot of digital marketers are experienced with. Um, but it's uh, a little bit easier to use. They also have the caching baked into it, but a lot of other common aspects to speed optimization things like image compression, uh, minification of your JavaScript, and everything in the top 10 list that you would read typically will be done with inside of WP Rocket. So it's a nice and easy to use plugin, really well done, really well supported. Um, so if you're trying to make your site faster and you're not a developer, you don't even know what the word minification means, um, check out WP Rocket, it's a nice and easy solution for that. Um, on speed, you know, we, we deal with this a lot of WP Engine, we're really obsessed about speed, and you know, a lot of uh, developers and freelancers are also, your clients are really interested in a fast loading website. Um, one of the biggest things I've seen Stephen what are the what are the most offending plugins when it comes to speed on a website what what types of plugins do you think of? Don't, don't name the plugins or the types of plugins
4: yeah you were off the close to get me in trouble there David um, yeah so I'm not gonna name anything specifically there but um, yeah anything that is has a heavy computational uh, backend process things like um, like a plugin that would show you related posts or uh, other related content uh, on a given article's page, uh, tend not to scale very well. But one of the reasons for that is because the computer basically or the program has to figure out, um, you know, it has to analyze the article and then it has to compare it against every other article in the, in the WordPress instance. Larger, the, the more articles there are, the longer that computation takes and your site just gets slower and slower and slower.
3: So the uh, layman's version of that is plugins that do a lot of work inside of WordPress. And two of the most offending types of plugins, if you're running these, you need to check this right away. A broken link checker plugin. These are super popular with SEOs. A related post plugin. Those little things at the bottom of the article that says related posts. Believe it or not, those are two of the biggest offending types of plugins when it comes to page speed. And it's a, it's a, a, one of the most common types plugins we kind of ban here at WP Engine because it affects the performance of our customers and the servers. So I wanted to offer some alternatives to the broken link checker plugins and related post plugins a lot of people use. For broken link checking, I like to use a service called Page Modified. Now, Page Modified is a product by Chase Cranberry of Authority Labs. And if you're in the SEO world, you might have heard of Authority Labs. Um, A very very, very good SEO rank checking service um, but they have this service called Page Modified which actually crawls your website from the outside so it's not using computational time or it's not performing the work inside of WordPress it's all happening on the outside and they basically crawl your site like a search engine would and, and Page Modified does a lot of Uh, letting you know when something changes on your site, including when a link is broken. Um, So I like to use page modified for broken link checking because it doesn't tax my WordPress install. And then related post plugins, um, my goodness, those are so many of those that cause problems, but related posts for WordPress, and you can search for that in WordPress.org, related posts for WordPress, that plugin is nice and performance friendly. So if your site's slow and you have a broken link checker plugin or related posts, chances are it could have something to do with it. So check out Page Modified and related posts for WordPress plugin as an alternative. Um, speaking of offloading, uh, which is basically what we talked about, right? We're going uh, to, with Page Modified, what offloading means is that basically I'm going to take something that would normally execute on my website and I'm going to push it off somewhere else. Um, one of the most common speed problems that you... E- sites have is actually going into the back end and running reports, looking at your orders, doing order fulfillment, doing analytics for your business. Um, when you go do all this in the back end of WordPress, you're also slowing down the front end of your website while you're doing that. Some agencies and freelancers report that as their users run reports, the site significantly slows for the front end. So to combat that, I like to use the service metric M-E-T-O-R-I-K. MetaRick basically pulls all of that order and e-commerce data out of WooCommerce and dumps it into a server somewhere else. So when you go run reports, when you do things like order fulfillment, you're not doing that in the same WordPress install that's trying to use your available, I'm going to quote you now, Stephen, where computational uh, power to run a report for you as the administrator. So check out Metric as a way to offload that e-commerce reporting. Big, big problem for e-commerce sites trying to use their web resources, basically rendering resources, to serve reports for the back-end users. So check out Metric as a way to offload. So we've got a few more tips for you before we close out the show, but we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right Time back.
2: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. WebmasterRadio.fm
3: is
0: the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
2: Not on my watch, our military service members say,
3: as they volunteer to serve, as they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve to live full and independent lives, even when there's no government funding or a nursing home seems like the only option, we won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Join us at
2: findwwp.org. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: All right, everybody. Welcome back to Press This. This is your host, David Vogelpoel. We are talking about advanced WordPress management for digital marketers and non-technical users. And right before the break, we were talking about offloading using services like Metaric to offload your reporting so you don't slow down your front end with your back-end administration. So we're going to jump right back into it get to the rest of these tips. And I think one of the big things for non-technical users is understanding what a custom post type is, that WordPress is more than a title and a body. You can actually use custom meta fields So a custom post type is basically a page in WordPress where there's fields for every little piece of content. You can actually connect those fields to other things using the REST API. But I think the lesson here for digital marketers is to use custom post types that have individual fields for each piece of content on a page. It makes it easier to create content and edit And Steven, real quick, Gutenberg's coming up. I'm guessing Gutenberg is going to upend all this custom post type stuff. Uh, Should people just sit and wait for April for Gutenberg to roll around before they start messing with custom post types? Or if they haven't used custom post types yet, do you think they should go ahead and start exploring it now? Or do you think they should just sit and wait for Gutenberg?
4: Uh, I think you should definitely become familiar with it uh, sooner than later. I mean, the concept of custom post types is you know, integral part of what makes WordPress a content management system and not just blog software. Um, So while Gutenberg support for it has been uh, not as developed or as far along in the process as I think some of the developers in the community would like to see, uh, the concept isn't going anywhere. So that means that, you know, the, the Gutenberg project itself is going to have to solve that problem. Um, I think being familiar with the concepts of custom post types ahead of time would maybe make the transition to that new Gutenberg visual editor a lot uh, easier to digest.
3: I like how you put that. Custom post types are what make WordPress a CMS, not just a blogging platform. I, I think. That's a great way to put it, and I also liked your perspective of well, Gutenberg hasn't solved for it completely yet, but it has to solve for it. So, becoming familiar with what a custom post type is and how to use it on your site still has value now because in the and by the way, Gutenberg is the new editor in WordPress. It's going to change a lot of things, uh, but I think you're you make a good point, which is that custom post types are a fundamental part of WordPress, and that the Gutenberg team must solve it before April and it gets released into the wild. So, it's so a good good tip point there, Mr. Steven. Um, Another tool I found for editing content, so custom post type again, custom fields for each page, but then you got to edit those fields. And a matter of fact, the Yoast SEO plugin has a really neat feature that I, I really love, which is the ability to edit your custom metadata, your titles and descriptions on every page all in one view. It's a really, really handy feature inside the Yoast plugin. I love it. Now, there's a plugin actually called Admin Columns, which will allow you to do that in the back end of WordPress for any type of page, not just. your your meta titles and descriptions. But every piece of content on every page on your site, you can edit in one view. And the reason this is important is because when you're editing lots of pages at the same time, if you're a non-technical user, chances are you're opening them all up in tabs and editing them one at a time. The admin columns plugin allows you to edit them all in one view. One tab, one set of editing, and you're done. Um, So I really love admin columns for being able to edit Uh, basically lots of pages with all similar types of content, um, all in one view and saves a ton of time. So definitely check out admin columns. Um, Speaking of SEO, um, AMP is definitely a topic du jour. So in the last episode where we kind of did tips for non-technical users, we talked about Weaver AMP as being the best AMP plugin for WordPress. But I know that Google has been and working on their AMP plugin um, in order to make sure uh, we're kind of reverse course there and make it the de facto AMP plugin. So, Stephen, I know they did some announcements and movement around this at WordCamp Europe. Could you give us a little update on that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for those not familiar, um, AMP is a way to take mobile content, uh, or it's a way of gearing your content on your website. Um, for a mobile device. And it does this by basically sideloading or preloading in a very intelligent way, different parts of the page that you're most likely to visit. Uh, So for example, if you're on a page uh, and you have three links on that page, it'll kind of cache those on the side. So when you click on your mobile device, you're not at the mercy of uh, LTE or whatever connection you may be on. It'll just already kind of be preloaded. It makes the experience feel a lot more instant. Um, Google's been working on their version of that. Uh, which has been in development for a couple of years, but now they're uh, putting more steam behind it. I'm expecting really cool things to come of that here shortly.
3: Okay, so Weeblur AMP, again, historically has been the best AMP plugin for WordPress, but Google has basically revived their version. It's kind of this hybrid between something automatic made and Yoast made they've kind of taken over the whole project and are seeing it through the end so watch for Google's AMP plugin as the de facto alternative for AMP so um, I know a lot of the things we talked about today might require a developer and if you're a digital marketer or non-technical user um, some of the things we talked about still might be a little inaccessible to you so I wanted to leave you with some tips for how to find talent how do you find developers to help you do these crazy things that we were talking about um, to set you up in an environment that will make it easy for you you to manage your site? Well, the first and foremost is go to your local WordPress meetups and WordCamps. Um, I have been I go to quite a few of them of course and, and the WordPress developers sit around and say, I wish we could meet more clients, find more people to do work for. And then I go to the d- digital marketing events and they sit around and say, I wish we could find more developers. I wish we could get more developers to go. So my idea is just go to the other one's event. Right? If you're looking for clients and you're a freelancer agency, go to the marketing events because there's a lot of people there looking for devs, but then the other of way around. If you're a digital marketer, go to the WordPress meetups and WordCamps. Great, great place to find talent, people to hire, freelancer, full-time. Um, if you're looking for a freelancer, you can also check out Codable. Um, Codable is a great, great site for finding vetted WordPress developers. I have quite a few friends that have used that site. Site and found really, really quality people to help them at uh, really good prices, actually, as well. And then finally, check out your host. They may have an agency program or directory of agencies that they work with. WP Engine certainly has one. Um, if you go to literal, co forward slash WP agency, you'll see our directory there. But check out your host. Maybe they have their own list of people that you could work with. And then finally, if you have existing talent, existing developers that don't know WordPress, check out Know the Code, or maybe you, or you're a novice developer yourself and you want to get better at it, know the code is a training program uh, specifically for advanced WordPress development. So those are all the tips today. Again, wanted to do a deep dive into advanced WordPress management for digital markers and non-technical users. And want to just kind of share some tips on how you can effectively manage your site to keep it fast, secure, and scalable. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpole. This has been Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Uh, just a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download episodes every Tuesday at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows, forward slash press this. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpole, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.